Hello and welcome to another episode of Somewhat Sports, Somewhat Sports Podcast. I am your host, John Dennis, and I have been out of town for uh, like a week and a half touring the world, Greece, beautiful sights, beautiful sounds, beautiful <laughs> beaches, beautiful girlfriend. I was going to say beautiful women, but that's not, uh, that's not really an avenue <laughs> I want to go down. My girlfriend listens to the podcast. Love you, babe. I only look at you. I only have eyes for you. Anyways. Joining me, he's good as always. Thank you. <laughs> Joining me, as always, uh, is uh, my cohort, one of my cohorts, uh, John Williams. Yes, sir. What's going on, buddy? I missed you, man. I missed the podcast too. Oh man, I missed you too. <laughs> I'm ready to hear about your uh, your adventures. It was uh, it was fun. It was fun. I'll, I'll get more into that in a second. But as right. you can see, uh, maybe you can't see by now because this is a podcast and you can't really see. It's not really a visual medium, but. No Bubby today. Bubby is off uh, on a business trip. I'm not going to reveal the, the details of this business trip because that's between him and his business. But joining us for the first time here on the Somewhat Sports Podcast is a good friend uh, of, our, of ours in our personal lives and a good friend of the show, Nick Stone. What's going on, guys? I also missed the podcast, if you guys were wondering. Yeah. Did you miss I, me? I, I, yeah. Oh. All right. Let's turn that mic off. Real quick. <laughs> Wrong answer, buddy. That's good to have you here, man. Especially, uh, I, I don't know if I had mentioned on the podcast, but we've kind of been talking about it um, off the air in our production meetings about uh, having you on because, you know, we uh, obviously you, you do know your, your sports. Uh, I do. Pretty well. Um, but I think you, you definitely hit a blind spot that uh, we don't really talk about here on the podcast much uh, as it relates to baseball. Baseball. Uh, so we'll talk a little baseball. Yes, sir. A little, I got uh, you, man. Yeah, a little later on in the podcast for sure. But... I mean, the hot thing right now, we got to talk about some of these moves that have been happening. I mean, I pick, I couldn't pick the worst, you know, like week and a half to take off of this podcast, right? Like, <laughs> this is pretty selfish of you. Like, I know. Yeah, there was like, a lot to like <laughs> talk yeah. about and report on. Like, come on, man. Everything is like old by now. Like, I mean, first off, we have to talk about some of these free agency acquisitions. The LA Clippers, my goodness. I mean, can you say free agency acquisition? blockbuster like i can't it was the coup of of free agency in my opinion bigger than kevin durant to the uh, to the nets bigger than all of that of course we are talking about the la clippers signing roddy magruder i mean come on <laughs> i didn't see that one coming to be i know honest. i mean they they had him as a rental after he cleared waivers but to get him to resign i mean fantastic Fantastic job! Sleeper by the pick, right? Kudos to them. Man. I know Jerry West and the gang really doing a great job. Um, <laughs> no, obviously we're talking about uh, what's his guy's name? The the guy with the um, which one? The signing or the trade? Because both of them are pretty significant. Well, let's talk about the signing first. Okay, right. Kawhi Leonard, right? I mean, the guy, the hero of Toronto. Toronto kind of like you know they were kind of hoping he'd stick around, but you can't be mad if you're Toronto, right? He mm. came in, he did his job. Yeah, exactly. Got him a championship, made some friends along the way. They knew the risks. Now yeah. you're, you're better off than a bunch of other teams in the NBA. Exactly. <laughs> like, so, yeah. you're, the, you're the reigning champion. Exactly. Get reigning champion, just, yeah. just let it happen. <laughs> yeah. But, no, and it, it, like you said, there was also another big move that the Clippers made. I mean, and what a commitment to winning, I guess. There's no really no other way to say it. Uh, um, well, it could be said as winning or just not wanting to the Lakers to win. 
Ooh. Because that's, that, that's pretty much what it came down to, you know, in the long term. The right. behind be, the scenes stuff. Who wants to be the king of LA? Yeah. But no, I'm I'm talking about the trade now. Right. Right. The trade that sent shockwaves, I think, through the league. Earthquakes in California. That's right. Yeah. Literal earthquakes. Like, like literal in actual California. earthquakes yeah. too. Anyways, but of course, you know, we're talking about the guy who will be spending a lot of time playing alongside Kawhi Leonard. We're talking about Landry Shamet. That's right. What a signing. Getting him from the 76ers. My goodness. Great job. I wanted him, man. By the brass. I wanted him. (laughs) The LA Clippers. All right. Enough enough of this joking. We're talking, of course, about Paul George. Now, does that that, uh, make them, I guess, like the team to contend with in in the West? I mean, there's still a lot of really good teams out there. A lot of good duos. Of course, you got to talk about LeBron James teaming up with Anthony Davis. You know, and of course, the Warriors, you know, they're not as dominant, you know, with all these, you know, bajillion all-stars. But, I mean, you can't really count on a team with shooting like Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson. Are, like, what, what team do you see coming out of, the, out of the West? And, of course, I mean, and before we even get, you know, there, we also got to talk about Russell Westbrook going to, to, the, to the Rockets. Right. Yeah. So yeah. all those teams, a lot of, you know, star duos out West. I mean, who's, who's coming out of there? Well, let's let's start with the Clippers, okay? Because we're gonna eventually get to every single team, right? So. I don't know about every team, but in the well, in the <laughs> West, <laughs> in the West, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, um, if you look at that, at least just the starting five, that's a defensive team right there. Yeah, it's, you. A, it's scary. Probably the the definitely the best in the league right now. On debatable paper, yeah. about how good all time, but on paper because mm-hmm. you haven't seen them play yet, right? Mm-hmm. But but they're all intelligent guys who know their rotations, who play really well and play with high motors. Yeah. And you also have the sixth man of the year coming off the bench. Well, Don't forget that. So of course. They're definitely going to be a problem. I think the West is more balanced. Mm-hmm. Clippers definitely help that. But um, and Doc Rivers, obviously, is a fantastic coach. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's... That is a tough Arguably team to the top with. coach in the league right now. With what he did with that team last year. Yeah. Now he has like star star power. Right. Uh I like yeah. That's uh you can make a case for him being uh definitely towards the tops of the league in terms of uh coaching yeah. talent. I like the chances though, because the only thing they have to worry about is injuries. Right. Kawhi, we didn't we don't talk enough about like the, the injuries he went through during the finals. Mm-hmm. Paul George, he think he just had shoulder surgery. Right. He's, he's had elbow he had a procedure on his elbow the year before that like right. took a pound of fluid out of his elbow or something like that. So it sounds like he's prone gross. to injuries. Yeah. Right. Which is what his leg exploded, but it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. I was forget about that. that. <laughs> I try to forget about yeah, it. I watched <laughs> I watched that video, I try to forget about it. I watched that. it once, never watched it again. That's not something I yeah, I like very much. That was not okay. so. It's it's interesting, but you can you can see what injuries does to the Warriors. So mm-hmm. same thing right. could happen. I'm not wishing it because I want to see them play the whole way through. But it's definitely more competitive. I like their chances. I don't know who's coming out of the West yet. I can't answer that. I know. I mean, they might not even be the best team in that city because you got LeBron and AD, <laughs> and then you got you had Boogie on top of that. I mean, that's first off, like that's that's tremendous. Uh, everything on paper just looks so good. Right. All these, all these teams in the West, um, right? And Kyle Kuzma, honestly, is no slouch either. He's been coming on pretty good. He, he's, he's a guy who can you can turn to in a in a situation and get a bucket. And he's on the rise. He's exactly. he's getting better no, each year. So. Well, so here's my thing with Kyle Kuzma. 
Uh-oh. I think no. <laughs> the, the, the Boston Celtics bias. No, 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 no. Talk about this Laker. No, yeah, here's no. my here's my thing. Let's, you know, no. So <laughs> it's not that I I I think he's a good player. I just don't think that his ceiling is going to be as high as people expect because he came out of college later. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So you kind of already have an idea of the style of play he's going to use. Like I don't think he's going to turn into a lockdown defensive player ever. Whereas someone will use Jason Tatum. Oh wow! From the same no, but from the same draft. From the same draft. Pull a name out of a hat here. (laughs) Jason Tatum. But but just from the standpoint, same draft, uh, same scoring ability, but he's he was three years younger, Mm -hmm. and he's gonna have time to develop into a defensive player more so than Kuzma is. Just because I think that, A, he's in Brad Stevens' system. Mm. And he has time to still, like, he's not a fully formed NBA player yet. Right. And you, they, they've talked about on all these TV shows about how with these guys coming out in, like, out after their freshman year, you don't really know what you have until they're 23, 24 years old. Right. And I mean, you, you see look that, at Kawhi Leonard, look at uh, Jimmy Butler, like yeah, some of these guys it, who. You see that. Yeah. You see that in the league. You know, I mean, even Giannis, I mean. Mm. He was he didn't turn into a, a superstar until he was twenty four. Right. And you know It's too late I for me to become an NBA Kuzma's superstar. Are, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, we're past our prime now, man. We're we're done. I was really hoping I hit that, that spurt at twenty four that would turn me into I'll, an NBA superstar, but I'll stick never to came. stick to rec league softball. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but no, I just think Kuzma's already at that point where he's twenty three, twenty four years old. So I think kind of what you see is what you're gonna get. Mm. Um, he may be able to develop a little bit more of an offensive game, yeah. but I don't think that you know he's not going to turn into a two two way player like people think. Right. <laughs> I don't think he's a bad player by any means because he's a very good player, and I you know give the Lakers a lot of props for not shipping him off with the rest of the team to New Orleans. You know right. that was the one piece that they wanted to keep, but I don't think that he's you know superstar in the making. Yeah, and you're totally unbiased opinion. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I threw him a bone. I said he was a good player. All right, fair enough. I, I'm just, I'm so intrigued to see like the way some of these pairings are going to end up because when you look at some of these teams like Houston, for example, like I think we talked about it a little bit um, off the air before we started recording, that pairing is going to be pretty interesting, I think, with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And in Mike D'Antoni's system, you know, I mean, that's going to be a lockdown defending team, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always. No, but in all seriousness, though, I mean, that offensively, that team's going to be interesting, at least. Right. Did it, two guys with like a lot of like high usage rates. Like, how, I wonder, <laughs> I, I, I'm interested to see how, because they have talent, obviously, but like how they're going to play together to me is going to be. Did it work last year? No. No. So now you're adding somebody who has an even higher usage rate and a lower player efficiency rating. <laughs> yeah, I know. But can't if pass Bobby well. was here, he'd be defending Russ's honor right now. I know. But I mean, yeah. he's number two in usage, and then like number ten or eleven amongst point guards now in right. player efficiency rating. Yeah, that's a problem. I it, I think it just comes down to whether D'Antoni can like convince. Russell Westbrook to like not hold on to the ball as much. <laughs> like, feel free to pass around to your friends. I don't think that's gonna come from D'Antoni. I think that's gonna come from 
the relationship that him and Harden already have. But, it, but the thing and, is, like when when they played together before, Harden was very like he was six man, you know, of the year at that right. time. He wasn't, you know, he was a guy that came off the bench and he he still deferred to Russell Westbrook because Westbrook and Durant were like the stars of that team. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be interesting seeing like, yes, they've played together before, but the dynamic was much different. Like James Harden is now a player like in his own right and is trying to make a case for himself to be one of the top shooting guards of all time. He's definitely one of the best scoring shooting guards at this at this juncture. If he can continue this pace of all time. You oh, know? I'm not denying that. I'm just saying like that <clears throat> development of how how each one is going to how one's going to defer to the other is going to become based off of their prior friendship because they were the ones that kind of talked about this ahead of time. Yeah. You know, so they wanted this to happen. They're going to have to be the ones to make it work. Right. Especially because I don't think D'Antoni is going to be as invested in this because, I mean, they haven't given him an extension yet. I don't think they were signing him to another contract after this season. I think he's going to be out as a coach. So I don't think mm. he's going to be as fully invested. Well, That's my bold prediction yeah, of the day. Look at that. Just, I think, just yeah. the one. <laughs> I think they, they, they both have different roles now. Yeah. And it's kind of like, have you ever like met up with somebody you went to high school with or, or middle school right. and haven't seen in like years? And then you guys get back together and it's kind of like you never left. Like you guys still treat each other the same way, have the same right. roles. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when they get back together, the only thing they know about playing with each other is that OKC team. Right. With Harden being the six man, mm-hmm. Harden's not a six man anymore. No, no. he's he, not. And he's debatable as far as like the MVP of the league. So right. you think that dynamic is gonna work just just because? Yeah. <laughs> if if they played like they played at they... OKC, it's not gonna be a fun team to watch. Right, it's, be no. it's definitely gonna take some getting they're, used. They're not to gonna have now. Kevin Durant to, exactly to save them this time. Yeah, I don't. I don't have too much faith in it. I mean, can you like, like think about that team that OKC had with KD, yeah. Russ, James Harden, There's a lot of Serge Ibaka. Mm-hmm. That's wasn't nuts. Kendrick Perkins on that team too for a little bit. Uh, a little bit later, I think that was after after Harden departed. I don't was think it? he okay. was on that champion uh, or the finals run. But that's like that's the thing. Like people and okay, I'm, I, I was planning on saving this for more off the air discussion because we did talk about Ooh. this off the air. But when people talk about Eric Spolstra, okay, and they talk about how, oh, he only won a championship because he had LeBron. Okay, yes, they had the big three with LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. But they also had to go through that OKC team, which had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, who is arguably a better player then than he is now, and James Harden plus Serge Ibaka. So give the guy some credit, okay? <laughs> it wasn't like it was like a cakewalk where he just walked in and said, okay, excuse me, get out of here. You know, I mean, they treated him like that because they played really well and they, it was a better coach team than OKC had. They had all the talent in the world and talent doesn't necessarily make a championship contending team. So I think when you have teams like, like that with that much star power, and I, I put Steve Kerr in this category as well, mm-hmm. you're not so much coaching it as far as X's and O's go, you're just managing personalities. Mm. And that's why, I, I mean, we we had this discussion off air. I, I I highly respect Eric Spolster, but I don't put him in my top five. Well, you're okay. a psychopath, so. Okay. <laughs> Unbiased <laughs> over there, you call me. Anyway, anywho, anywho. Who's, your, who's just, your top, who do you have top five over Eric Spolstra? All right, so um, I put Doc number one. 
That's interesting. I would still say Pop is number one, but that's well, funny. Pop's number two. I just again, I seeing Jock Rivers coach firsthand. I've mm. seen him manage personalities like he did with Paul Pierce, Ray right. Allen, and Ke- uh, Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. But then I've also seen him develop young talent like he did with this team that was supposed to tank this year. Yeah, and he said, "You know what? Nah, let's just let's just go to the playoffs." Give, give give the Warriors some trouble in the first round, which they did. They took them to six games. Right. And, you know, I think that that speaks volumes to the type of coach he is because of the broad spectrum of talent he's able to coach okay. and still win with. So I have him, you know, number one. Right. Pop number two. Are you are you writing these down? I have because, Doc, Pop. <laughs> I was going to say, because I'm not writing them down. I may forget it later. That's fine. Uh, I'll put Brad Stevens number yeah, three. I knew that was coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love me some opinion, Brad. He's fine. a good guy. He hasn't won um, anything, but, you know, it's fine. Go ahead and continue. Uh, Mike Budenholzer. You also to. hasn't won anything, but that's fine. <laughs> he won Coach of the Year this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where's his Larry O'Brien trophy? Huh? Uh, he's He's been with them for one year. Exactly. So I can tell he's a better coach than uh, Eric Spolstra. If you're basing it off of championships, he's got one guy. What, what's that team without Giannis? Come on, get real. What, what are the Miami teams without LeBron? Uh, they first and second round oh. exits. That's what it is. Boom. Well, yeah. first off, it's not my fault, and it's not. Well, I said not my fault. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. <laughs> it it wasn't be. your fault for anything that's been that's done. Right. I take it very personally. <laughs> it's not the Heat's fault that Chris Bosh had blood clots. I think that if Chris Bosh didn't go down with blood clots. And Hassan Whiteside didn't get hurt. They make that Eastern Conference Finals and beat the Raptors and go to that uh, matchup against the Cavs. And wrong. that team would have been a lot closer matched against the Cavs than you would think. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> um, what am I? I'm at, I'm at four. Yeah, that was four. Um, hmm. Actually, I'll go with one that John said earlier. I like Nate McMillan. I think that he coaches like that. That brand of basketball that he coaches. Is it's a lost art and it's still <clears throat> effective in today's game. So you're telling me, first off, you left Steve Kerr off of this list. Managing talent and hmm. again, there's only two te- two people, two coaches that have won championships on this on this roster. Uh, I put I'll Fox. put Spolster number six. I will tell you that. And that's it. <laughs> He's just getting more and more disgusted with this whole uh, thing. John, do you have a, uh, a coaching top? I want to see. I'm curious to see where yours is at. Do you, uh, want, do you want me to give mine first, and then you can give? Just go ahead, yeah. All right. So I'll say Pop is number one. Okay? I'm going to say Steve Kerr is number two. And I'm going to put Spolstra number three. And then after that, I'll throw I'll throw Doc a bone. And then we'll go with Brad Stevens. And that runs out my top five. Excuse me, run that back one time. You you have Doc at number four. Yeah, Doc is better than Spolstra. Mm, read that list off again. Pop, Kerr, Spo, Doc, Brad Stevens. It's all about rings, baby. Rings. Can't do that. It's not rings, Ernie. It's not because then Bill <laughs> Russell would be the greatest player of all time. Nah, but that's different. It's different between players and coaches. Oh my. There has to be a coach with rings out there that. Yeah, where's Phil Jack? Oh, he's not an active coach right now. Exactly. We left out Rick Carlisle. Rick, Rick Carlisle, Carlisle is, is a, he's, he's a good coach, but he's uh, outside my top five. I would say, like, I could, you can make the argument for for uh, Spo and Doc being flip flopped. 
But I'm going to give the edge to Spo because he has two Bias, rings. What? And he made four finals in a row. All with LeBron. And okay. again, what has Just he done without LeBron, man? What is he? What do you mean? What has he done without LeBron? He's been plagued, unfortunately, by lots and lots of injuries in the years that he hadn't had LeBron, and he's still made deep runs into the playoffs. Brad Stevens oh, has no. not won a had championship. His two superstars <laughs> broken. Yeah, good coach, and made it to a conference finals. Not a championship winning coach with a team. Did he even win the Eastern Conference Finals? No, he didn't. He hasn't even won a conference championship. Yeah, yeah but you haven't done. Where anything is this hardware? LeBron, you haven't done anything without LeBron. What yeah, do you mean we haven't done anything without LeBron? You have not done anything in this time with Eric Spolstra without LeBron. Because, again, injuries happen. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And if LeBron you, has basically made, like, every finals in, like, the last, like, 20 years. Well, yeah. if you interchange <laughs> any of those coaches with Eric Spolstra at that time when LeBron was there, I think they were the one yeah. also. Mm. So it's, it's, it's kind of tough. I agree with this John on this side of the glass. <laughs> All right. Well, what's give me your top five then, Mister? Uh... He's in my top five. Okay. Let's hear it. I want. I want you to go down the list. <clears throat> I don't. I can't think of an order. It's between Pop and Doc for one and two. Um, Steve Kerr might have to be up there for three. Interested to see what he does this year. Well, you know, Steve Kerr, I mean, he's also got a uh, Steph Curry, great shooter of all time. He's also got a uh, Clay Thompson and uh, Kevin Durant. So is he really a championship winning coach? He's got all those stop power. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't in my before, top five. I don't know why you're mocking me right before, now. Before Kevin, he won. Um, who else? Uh, Luke Walton is for what? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, probably Mike Budenholzer. Frank think. Vogel next. He's yeah, up right. there. <laughs> and Eric, Eric might be, he might be a five. All right, let's spell here at number five. Okay. Yeah. I See, I don't understand. I hate why, your why, list less. I was say, why is <laughs> why is mine so much more egregious than his? Because you put Nate McMillan over Eric Spolstra. <laughs> I like Nate McMillan as a coach, He had man. one good season. He's had two seasons without a superstar, and he's made the playoffs as okay, so a five what? or six seed without a superstar and with Victor Oladipo this past year falling apart, which was apparently the injuries plagued Eric Spolster, which is why they haven't been good, but Nate McMillan made it work. And to even had what? a higher seed. To a first-round exit? And even had a higher seed. To a first-round exit? Yeah, to the great Boston Celtics. <laughs> Listen, this this season coming up is going to tell us a lot. It is. About about this specific argument. It is. I can't wait yeah. till Jimmy Buckets because in the, the game got better. you guys. <laughs> yes, put this in, in, in the... Uh, in the files. In the files. I, I, wish you, I wish Bubby was here so I can get his top five ranking. Man. We should I'll have call to him. call him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably in a... Yeah. It's probably a meeting. call him. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Anyways. Well, all right. So we've talked a little bit about the Western Conference. I want to know what you guys think about the, uh, as I like to call it, the Eastern Conference. <laughs> because... It seems like a, there's been a talent shift out West and it's kind of happened and it kind of righted itself last year a little bit where you had some, some good players uh, in the East, especially, I mean, I guess with Kawhi just kind of going East kind of helps that power balance. But right now, I mean, Kevin Durant obviously is now in the East, but he's not going to be playing next year while he right. recovers from his Achilles injury. Who's like the best player in the East right now outside of Giannis? Outside of Giannis. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> like healthy, healthy, yeah. Playing like who's going to be the best player Man. in the East? Julius Randle. 
shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> These outlandish takes are not funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah, it is a little funny. It's supposed to be the glimmer of hope all Knicks fans have. Yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> Imagine swinging and missing on Kevin Durant that bad and Kyrie Irving when like it was almost. They weren't like, even going to offer him the max contract. Ridiculous. James Dolan is a. I just don't even. I, a not smart I, dude, person. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing I can say on this podcast because I've told myself I'm not going to curse in this podcast. Right. right. So, it's a family. Yeah, podcast. it's a family show. So, <laughs> or is he smart for no. doing absolutely nothing and no, still having a, one of the most valuable franchises in sports? No, he just happens to be in New York. He just yeah. inherited a team, or mm. bought a team, I guess, that exists in the richest city in <laughs> pretty much the world. Isn't he in like a band? I don't care what he does. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the less we talk about the Knicks, the better, honestly. That's it. I, I, I'd, I'd have to go with Joel Embiid to answer your question. Yeah, that's the, If like, he stays healthy. The name that came to mind for me. Yeah, which makes all of the Celtics offseason more frustrating because the anti-Embiid went to Philadelphia. Yeah, your yeah. boy. Hold, no, that hurt. hold out. Don't sleep on Kemba, though. Oh, no, I, I'm excited about that. But I think Philadelphia, I don't like the Tobias Harris move. I think that your number three scorer shouldn't be your highest paid player, mm. but but they need that outside shooting. If Ben Simmons is going to continue to well, they invested first off. They uh, gave uh, Ben Simmons the max, which I think is like why the guy uh, can't shoot a freaking three pointer to save his life, and apparently has a bad work ethic. But I mean, no one knows better than the 76ers what his work ethic looks like. So I'm going to reserve judgment on that well, because they they just showed him the money, you know. Yeah, but, but that being said, though. I mean, you, you, when you have that team, you do need that that perimeter shooting. I can see why they invested that kind of money in it, but also like investing that kind of money in someone like Tobias Harris. But who? Do, so who do you give the last shot to in a game? On what? It depends on what hey, kind of for, shot you need. Sixers. Yeah, for the Sixers. It depends on what kind of shot you need. I guess like what the what the defense is giving you. But if it's an outside shot, I mean, I guess it's Tobias Harris. That's tough because it would it would have been Jimmy. It would, yeah. It would have been Jimmy or J, if you needed a three, JJ Redick too. Right. You know, and they lost both of those guys. Right. Which I think JJ hurts more because they lost him for nothing. Right. You know, he just went away. Yeah. At least with Jimmy buckets, they got a little something back. Yeah. Um. Josh Richardson. Yeah, Josh right? Richardson. And I think a good player. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the the Heat. Players that I, I I liked. He's that's the thing. He was athletic. He could score, but he just made the most boneheaded decisions, like at the end of games. And that's what. That, but if you're Philadelphia and he's like your fourth scoring option, you're in really good shape in that regard. I don't even think he'll be the fourth scoring option. Mm. I mean, you've got you've got Embiid, who should be the number one. Right. Ben Simmons at two, as a second scoring option. Right. In that dunker role that they have right. him play, which I, I'm not, I don't agree with 100. percent um, then you have Tobias Harris. Mm -hmm. Al Horford should be your four because he's still. Mm. I mean, he's still a good scorer. No, I'm not saying he's not. I mean, I he just, averaged 15 and eight last year. Right. I mean, 15 points a game is nothing to slouch at in the NBA. No, but I'm. I gotta pull up Josh Richardson's stats because he. That's the thing. He could score. Like, right. there, there's one thing he could do. He, he can play some really good defense for you, and he's not a bad three-point shooter. He's not, like, I think he's, he, people, now that he's in Philadelphia and he's on a team that has, like, other pieces around him that have, like, really good talent, people are going to notice Josh Richardson more because he's going to come up in, in, I think, some big moments. Right. But. He's not JJ. No, no he's, he's not. not JJ. But he I, averaged 16.6 points per game, 4.1 uh, assists, not, you know, not terrible, not great. Um... And he's a 30, it says for his career here, 
from three. He's a 36.8% three-point shooter. That's that's going to come in handy. It's <laughs> average. Yeah. It's not, it's not, no, it's not it's terrible, not but like it's special. it's just someone else that like they can go to outside of the rim. Like if if you need like a shot and they're gonna double team Tobias Harris for whatever reason on on the perimeter, you can you can send it out to him if you do need, you know, well, he's, a game I just shot. think that that paint is gonna be so clogged up because you have a point that. guard that doesn't know how to shoot and is too afraid to shoot. <laughs> yeah, well. And then you have a big man who should be working on the inside and not shooting threes and Embiid. And Al Horford, who can play a little bit outside, but is best served working inside. Right. You know, for me, I think how they start integrating some starters and and reserves into certain lineups is going to really show us what kind of team they'll be. I agree. Uh, I just don't know. I I don't know anyone on their bench. They lost TJ McConnell. And Mm -hmm. that's it. And that's all I knew. (laughs) That's all I knew before. Right. I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see you know how the East is going to shake. I mean, outside of that, I mean, would Jimmy Butler be third on that list? No. Well, I mean, you got Oladipo coming back. Oladipo, if he comes back healthy and is picks up where he left off, I could see him being somewhere in that that top. I three think pole. number three, talent wise, just pure talent is Kyrie. In Brooklyn, man, yeah. Kyrie is just when he turns on it a, on. Yeah, there's few, hey, there's, there's just a different level does. of talent that Kyrie has. It's just. His mind, is yeah, well, his, he's a his mind. He's a character. He's a flat everything. Yeah, <laughs> but he did. He does want to be in Brooklyn, so yeah, I think that's a little bit change of pace. It's for home. Him. It, it's technically home for him. So, he grew up like thirty minutes away, not even. Yeah, right. He bought a house in Brooklyn. He mm-hmm. wants to be there. He apparently hated living in Boston, which, for the people of the outside world of New England, I can't blame them. <laughs> Us. N- New Englanders are notoriously hard to li- live with and deal with. Wow. Now you're just trying to hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I don't know. I'm interested to see the way the Eastern Conference shakes out and like who like starts to like separate it. Because there is like good young talent in right. the East. You know, you got Trey Young, who's you know a really good scorer, and if he can kind of I like get that it together, team. Yeah. I really like that Atlanta yeah, team. Yeah, they, they've done some good stuff in the uh, in the offseason. They've kind of done the rebuild the way you know the classic rebuild where you kind of just tear everything down and start from from the bottom. They were really bad for a long time, and now they're finally on the uh, on the up and up. And listen, man, okay, you can call me a homer. Here we go. But here we go. Let's hear it. With Jimmy buckets there, you know who knows. Justice Winslow maybe taking a leap. Bam out of bio, who is, you know. I actually, I will agree with that one just because um, he's going to have more minutes now. Yeah. Now that Whiteside's not there, I don't have to worry about him pouting on the bench anymore. Sent him all the way to Portland for, was it Miles Leonard and uh, Mo, right? Who was it? Yeah, it was Mo Harkless. And then they shipped off Harkless to the Clippers. Exactly. So, I don't know, man. That Heat team might be a sneaky, you know, four or five seed. I was just saying, oh, let's go. That's not saying. I, don't know. Much I think it really East. comes down. It really comes down to coaching, which you, obviously you, you know guys what? are lacking. So I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> I'm gonna come across this class and punch you. Oh man, <laughs> what this do you guys think of, of these Bradley Beal rumors? Do you think there's any shot that uh, uh ooh, they ship him off before? Insane and uh, show prep. I really think it comes down to, you know. A suitor, and you know, they need like at least a cardboard cutout of a negotiator in representing the Wizards, which they yeah. they don't have. 
Yeah. And there's like no, there's no leads that have been leaked about anyone. Right. You know, be filling that GM role. Right. Well, because I think I don't think either one like. <sighs> I know that the Heat obviously really want Bradley Beal because Bradley Beal is a really good player. Right. But it's tough to bring them around to the negotiating table when, I mean, what do the Wizards really have to work with? I mean, they've got this John Wall contract, which is an albatross. It's absolutely terrible. And Which, Bradley, I mean, isn't entirely his fault. No. But no. I'm just saying, like, if you're the Wizards, like, what is what incentive do you have to ship off Bradley Beal right now? You're like, you don't. It's you. You would get less value for Bradley Beal right. now than you would if you were to like wait and see if maybe you know one of these a teams playoff team, yeah, contender or borderline guy gets desperate. Right, I get that, but you still need to fill that role. Ultimately, <clears throat> you need to fill that role or have someone with some type of acumen mm -hmm. in that role, at least just for negotiation mm -hmm. standpoints. Because you you see what some of these experienced GMs do to these inexperienced yeah, GMs get fleeced. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Celtics to the Nets yeah. in 2013. Paul Pierce and uh, yeah, Kevin we, Garnett. The, like the Nets mortgaged <laughs> off their franchise and their future for a bunch of broken down pieces. That's the only like reason the Celtics pieces. are good right now. The Celtics should not be good right now, but oh, they got know, all the Nets beautiful picks. Things. And, I know. They better thank them every single day. We, we burned one on a flyer for Kyrie to see if it would help, right. and it's still like we still turned out okay. Yeah. But, the, you know, they, they learned, you know, because the Nets are in pretty good position now, oh, you know. I think so. the, 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 well, they got the, the old regime out, and they're right. in really good position. Yeah. I mean, people... Provided Kevin Durant comes back healthy, obviously. Right. And But the thing is, if Kevin Durant's at 80% of what he was before he got hurt... Yeah, he's still really good. He's still a really <laughs> good player and still probably an all-star. Plus Kyrie, who doesn't have to carry the workload of being the guy... Plus DeAndre Jordan, who is, you know, a very underrated talent, I think, at this point in his career. Because he's still athletic. He'll, you know, a rim, a rim stopping, you know, defender. Right. And a solid rebounder, which you need. Mm -hmm. Plus Jared Allen. Like, you have two really good big men down there. Yeah. And some good young pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwoody. Yeah, Dinwoody's good. Yeah. You think, you think Durant, should Durant come back? And play this year? Nope. No, absolutely mm -mm. not. not absolutely playoffs. not. No, I mean, I mean, you came off of a Nikola's injury. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I wasn't rushed to come back. Right, I was but coming like, back to but like to you know how you know how you feel. <laughs> 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 it's it's like, really oh, easy to kind of scooter on in and <laughs> crunch some numbers and go the hell home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. But <laughs> well, I also think because of how delicate the situation was with the training staff in Golden State. I think that the Nets will say, take as much time as you want. You know, they'll monitor it closely, but they're not going to force them back. It's almost like the Kawhi situation a year ago where the Spurs training staff lost all of the trust of Kawhi Leonard. And then when he got sent to Toronto, they basically let him kind of dictate where, you know, when he would play, if, you know, how his legs were feeling and if he should take time off. Right. Rest, stuff like that. I think he's going to be in control, and I think that's just the how the NBA works today in general is like mm. players have a lot of power, but just it, more so in this situation because of the nature of the injury and how it was handled with the previous team. Yeah, 100%. So, I guess we should talk baseball. Baseball. I know you're excited. Let's do it. <laughs> I actually, I have, I have the Red Sox game on. Muted, of course, because, you know, don't want to hurt the product here. 
but yeah, I don't want Major League Baseball coming after me for yeah. <laughs> illegal pre- reproduction. And no, 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 no. I am much smarter than that. <laughs> contrary you. to much belief, but yeah. anywho, so what's going on in baseball, man? Just tell me. <laughs> what's I haven't followed it, so, man. What's up? Start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> start from the beginning. So of you got time. a stick, right, in the ball? Like, yeah. oh yeah, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> so, just to ask, John. How familiar are you with baseball? I know that you have a love for rec league softball. Right. Um, you know, as of something we discussed a couple of years ago, when you avoided playing with the team. That's Jesus true. Christ. I remember that. <laughs> well, we tried to get him to play for our team. And yeah, and he just like was like, yeah, nah, 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 I don't play softball. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I was like, all right. No, it's, a, it's an interesting season. The uh, the American League, which is who I like those that that side of that side of the league I more closely follow is right. not really all that close. Like the races are are not close. I mean, so who are your who are your top teams? In so you got America? top teams. You got uh, the New York Yankees who are fifty nine and thirty three. They well, are must hurt you to say, doesn't it? It does. It hurts my heart. <laughs> uh, the Rays are five games behind them, and then the Red Sox are five games behind them. Uh, well, four games behind them. Right. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how tonight turns out. We're 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 losing four three right now, but we've got some stuff going on. We got we got some things in the works tonight. We may win tonight. So who, I mean, who's the best team right now in the American League? I mean, you get, there's a case to be made for the Astros. I think the I I personally think the they are the best team because mm-hmm. they're the most well rounded team. Right. And they have they have been one of those teams for the past three years. Right. Where their lineup is just. Insane, right? And, and their pitch, they're, they're, they're really starting. Yeah, so, they're right? starting. Like their starting pitching rotation is just. I'm still surprised building. that Verlander's like pitching as well. He's as he has. he's re he he did almost like a CC Sabathia just better, right? Where he went from being a power pitcher, right? So, but now he's gotten into his you know late 30s, he's 36 years old, right? And he doesn't throw that hard anymore. And no, it's, people, like it's like it's like batting practice. Yeah. So now everything's all based on movement, right? And like, but he's done know, really well with it, commanding the strike zone. And he's done. He's done phenomenal. He was yeah. a he was the AL starter in the All Star game. Exactly. You know. And, so, and he's like, how old now? Like thirty. I think he's thirty six. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and dude, it's crazy. Like some oh, of these <laughs> some of these guys who are like, and it's not just baseball. Like baseball, like. When you look at like guys like Bartolo Colon, who's like, what is he, forty four? Like he's he's ancient, right? But he's yeah. like still like halfway decent. Like he's right, you know. And you look at guys like Tom Brady and Drew Brees, right? Like where it's across sports where these the, the players guys that, are so good, and like by classic standards are so old. Like when it comes to like playing professional sports at a high level. Like, you don't expect a quarterback to be playing as well as Tom Brady has at, what, 40, 41? How old is he now? He's going to be 42. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What? So I think a lot of that actually comes to a level of intelligence for that that individual person to understand their body. I mean, LeBron's going to be one of those types of players that's going to play forever. I because, hope so. I love watching LeBron play. Because he, I mean, the man invests $5 million into his body yeah. a year. And he started doing that at a younger age. That's something that a lot of these guys haven't done. Right. They start like when they get into the early 30s. Yeah, once they hit 30, they're like, okay, maybe I should look into this. No, LeBron's been doing this since he was like 25. Right. You know, and that's that's a lot of money to spend on your body, but that's how you preserve it. He, I mean, his goal is to play with his son, and he's going to be able to do it for at least a couple of years, unless right. he just doesn't want to. Right, unless he gets tired it'll of It'll just be his choice. Yeah. But I was just thinking of Vince Carter, 
Right. Know, <laughs> Entering year twenty two now. Is yeah. It? It's like all right, I, gu- <laughs> I guess I'll stop. Like he doesn't show no, any he, signs. He, of... he, no, he's still got bounds. Have you yeah, seen he's him in like, warm warmups, yeah. man? Like he should be in the dunk contest next year just for nostalgia's sake. <laughs> no kidding. He should like, just him versus Zion. Classic dunks. Oh my god, that'd be nuts. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, well, he. I'm waiting to find out where where he signs actually, just because I think he would be a good fit for a lot of these younger teams. I think honestly, I think. One of the best fits would be to go back to Atlanta for yeah. him, or maybe a Phoenix, maybe a Boston. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just some place where he can influence a lot of younger guys and like right. teach them how to be professionals. Because you got so many guys there, like we said earlier. Did he play for Sacramento? Um, I think he played there for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been on like one year contracts for the past six years. Yeah, I know. Just, uh, just he, he like Sacramento. He was in Memphis. He was most recently in Atlanta. Uh, I don't know where else, but it's been like one yeah. year deals for a long time. It's just crazy to me, like seeing some of these like athletes like doing what they're doing. I mean, Serena Williams came back from having a GD baby, like, <laughs> and I mean, she uh, near death too. Like yeah. there was some type of health condition. I don't. I'm yeah, not a she doctor. Had some sort so of complication. Yeah, there was some complication. She almost died. Right. Just crazy. Yeah, but she, you know, comes back and she's been. I mean, she's again. She's not young either. You know, thirty-seven. Yeah, but she's like still. And she didn't win. Obviously, this uh, was what was it the Wimbledon or whatever? No, but she made it to the finals and That's she what pretty I'm saying. much steamrolled right through until right. she got to the finals. Yeah, and she got clapped in the finals. But yeah. still, to get to the finals at that age, right after having oh, it's like Federer. A baby. <laughs> it's like Federer too. I mean, yeah, Federer didn't have a baby, but well, I mean, probably Noah. Yeah, well. <laughs> He did not care. I don't mean to slander uh, Federer. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's not get this podcast under scrutiny. Listen, right they, they all probably talk to each other, have like the same health supplements. Like, you don't think LeBron reached out to Tom Brady and, like, listen, what, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, Let me get on. some of that. <laughs> like, can I, LeBron's like, a major investor in TB12. There's yeah. probably like some, some plant all the way in Africa that is only available in the. Uh, in the summertime. Right, right, right. <laughs> Everybody just traverse yeah. the mountain like oh, yeah. there's like flowers oh. and they take like a pocket yeah, knife yeah. and <laughs> just <laughs> right off the ground. I was gonna say they all just found Wakanda and found something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the vibranium or whatever. It yeah. Is. It's it's just insane to me. Like at this point, like with the way I, I don't know if it's like a modern medicine thing or if it's just like like just something in the water. I like I don't know. I mean it's it's partly luck too. Like, yeah, maybe you got to have good genes, man. Sure. And uh, then everybody in the NFL is probably quarterbacks who you're talking about who who reached this this age and still are able right. to perform. So well, a lot of that is the rules too in in the NFL now, where you know <laughs> you breathe on the quarterback the wrong way, you're getting you know every ref throwing a flag at you. That's true. Yeah. Yep. You know. Anyways, but back to baseball. So let's look at the National League. National League is really fun. The right. Dodgers have the best record. Dodgers are steamrolling ever. I think they're angry because they've lost the last two World Series yeah. and they're just going to <laughs> obliterate everyone <laughs> and then get tired and not make the World Series. Right. That's my prediction. I think that they're just like angry. So they're going to, I mean, their run differential is crazy. It's 148. That's for, insane. Yeah, it's great. And their lineup is so good. We just had a series with the. Uh, with the Dodgers over the weekend, and we the lost revenge two. matchup. We lost two of three, but both. Uh, so the first two games were blowouts. Red Sox won ten one, and then I think the Dodgers won two twelve to two, and then 
La- uh, the last game was uh, like a 12 inning thriller. Showdown, yeah. Thriller. It was pretty good. It was a good series to watch. Uh, I actually like the NL Central because these are all pretty in, in all the All five yeah. teams are within Seven five games? and a, five and a half games of each other. Is that five? Oh yeah, this is five and a half games. Yeah. yeah, Cincinnati's at forty three. Yeah, which is crazy. Wins, yeah, and the Chicago Cubs, who are the NL Central leaders, sitting at fifty wins, yeah. forty four losses. It's funny because there's a lot of pieces that uh, John used to hold near and dear to his heart that are in, that are in the Central NL Central. Division. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Christian Yelich, you know, Ozuna. Yeah, don't don't remind me. I don't want to talk about. No, it. no. Let's let's talk about. It. Let's round you out. As a baseball fan, John, when did John. it all start going wrong? <laughs> uh, 2004. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are coming off a World Series championship. What? Well, we sold could everybody. The front, pretty yeah, much after but that. I mean, it's like the Toronto Raptors. What? What more could you ask for? You got your championship, and the only difference is now it's been the thing is 16 years. The part that frustrates me with the Marlins is that they're never like expected to do well. Like, their two championships that they have, this is like a little trivia fact for you. Both of them have been when the Marlins were a wild, wild card, card team. team. Like, they're not, <laughs> they never commit to being good, ever. Because you never have an owner that wants to play, like, pay talent. But even then, even like the the one time where they decided, like, oh, like, we'll, we'll pay some players, and they paid for Heath Bell and Mark Burley and um, Jose Reyes. People. I know. I, and immediately, like, just said, "All right, blow it up," and then sent everybody everywhere, which like is fine. But then we had like, that's the thing that too, like that that kills me about obviously like the the whole tragedy with Jose Fernandez like hits on like a personal level. Dude, that, but, that was a tough day. Yeah, but but speak strictly speaking on a baseball level, that team really only needed pitching, and they could never get good pitching support. You, you had one of the best. Probably the best hitting outfield in baseball with Ozuna, Yelich, and Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, it was filthy. It was nuts. And then you had Dietrich, who was a solid second baseman. Right. Who's uh, slapping right now in yeah, Cincinnati. Justin Bauer. Justin Bohr. Justin Bohr, yeah, who's yeah. our first baseman, who also can hit the cover off the ball. Yeah. Not a super consistent hitter. but Real Muto. Real Muto. Okay. Like, I'm telling you, like, that team was so close to getting that. All they needed was, like, decent pitching. Right, and you had a top five ace in baseball. Yeah, and who was young, and if they could have hammered out oh, a contract, man. you know that team would have been stellar. You know, maybe a little relief pitching would have been, you know, necessary. But like that's small potatoes. Yeah, you know. So that's uh, the that's uh, the thing uh, as as a Marlins. That, that one so like that one you can't control. I think the thing that you guys no. should be more frustrated as, and you and I have talked about this. You know, just off the air, off the air. Yeah. Uh, the whole bidding war and the MLB just wanting Derek Jeter's name and yeah. hands in on a franchise. Yeah. When you know when you knew someone whose dad was in on like the opposing like buying team, like yeah, purchasing yeah. team. Yeah. Was, they uh, were willing to spend money. Yeah. Jorge Moss was uh, allegedly, you know, one of the big <laughs> you know, buyers for that for the franchise. And I think that there was kind of more of a uh, a sweetheart deal to get Derek uh, Jeter back into the game of baseball. Well, they put in their proposal that they were going to cut costs. Yeah. Which I don't think is, you know, you shouldn't, as a baseball commissioner or a sports commissioner of any league. Yeah. You know, you don't want an owner to go in there and say, all right, well, we're selling <laughs> everything. <laughs> Fire yeah. sale. Let's get like, it on. If you can't afford to buy a team, don't buy a yeah, team. Yeah. That, that's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoy, as you do, listening to Dan Levitard. Right. And, 
that was probably one of my favorite clips in radio history. When he went into- in, yeah, when he went in on Rob Manfred, <laughs> yeah, for that because that was amazing. Again, that's and so you can't blame me for not liking baseball. You really can't because well, I mean, it's your been grandfather's s- a Red Sox fan. So he's not a Red Sox fan. He liked the Red Sox a couple of years ago because he had they had a lot of Dominican players. They have one now. Yes. Okay. One. But he doesn't really watch baseball that much anymore. He doesn't really care. No. So that was the only reason I really like. I really liked those those old school. Uh, I say old school, but it's like really like early two thousands. But like with Pedro Martinez, yeah. David Ortiz, Manny, Manny Ramirez. Like, yeah, like those, that was those were the days. Yeah, that that's core. That was, was a like, fun team to watch. Yeah. You know, because they can hit the cover off the ball, and Pedro Martinez one of the no, best they, pitchers they in the history had, of baseball. They also just they were just fun. Yeah. They, were, they had a fun, lot of person- yeah, personalities. Yeah, one hundred percent. So that's what we export from the Dominican Republic. Yeah, personality, baby. It's all well, in your limited <laughs> knowledge, who who do you got in the World Series? Um, I mean, just going off of you know, just go off gut feeling. You know, don't don't let the don't let the standings don't scare let the you. standings scare me because I mean, you got to realize the Red Sox are the highest scoring team in baseball. Yeah, and I still I still think the Dod- I think Dodgers I think I'm just gonna make it obvious and Dodgers and and uh, and the Astros. I think I, I like that. You 2017 know. rematch. Yeah, hopefully the the Dodgers it's can maybe win one. It's not bad. Nah, I mean it's only been 30 years. Right. I, I don't think they need it just yet. <laughs> Listen, you got to earn it if you're gonna really claim drought in baseball. I think it would you be gotta really, earn it. I man. think it would be sad if Clayton Kershaw never won a World Series. It would be because he's mean, honestly like well, I, no, that it was wouldn't. like. His, it would. It wouldn't because he never showed up in the playoffs, man. Yeah, I know, but like he gets them to to good spots, and right. like, and he has had some series where he's shown up and done like pretty decent. Not in the World Series last year. No, not in the World or Series. The but like I'm talking about, like in the playoffs and throughout the regular season. I mean, he's one of the one of the best pitchers in in this era. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, just don't put pressure on him. It's fine. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be, you gotta get a lot of run support. Make sure it's like a you know easy clap. See, but. I I. Oh. I think that the Dodgers are just going to burn out by the end of the year, man. You think so? Yeah. They, I don't know. What you got then? Uh, this is going to sound a little outlandish, but I really like the Atlanta Braves. Their pitching staff is a little rough, but that team is good. The Atlanta Braves. That's them, not bad. No. And then they're playing pretty good, and they've got some good young talent and some guys who are really just coming on. Right. Now, if they get in, it's a big if because it's a little rough. But in the American League, you yeah, don't you don't want to see my boys in a series, man. All right. They, well, I mean, they're and this was actually said to the the coaching staff because because we won last year. Mm. Um, we we had the coaching staff that coached the All Star team, and. You know, other assistant coaches that Alex Cora volunteered to bring on, and some of the players. He said, "Like your time's coming. Like the the league is terrified because the offense is there. It's just a matter of getting Chris Sale and Rick Porcello on the straight and narrow, right? You know, pitching wise, because the offense is is. I'm hold on. I'm going to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure they are the highest scoring offense in baseball right now. And yes, they are. They are by about ten runs." Itch. I mean, doesn't yeah, five hundred thirty-three runs scored so far. This yeah, I don't know if that, if that includes the game they're currently playing or not. It does not. Which they are. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Oh, they're down four to five. But they also just made a move to bring on a fifth starter, which was a kind of an Achilles heel all year because Nate Valdi was hurt, 
He's going to move to the bullpen. They got Andrew Kashner. I I think that they'll be a formidable team. Okay. How about you, John? What's your your World Series prediction, man? Cubs and Astros. Cubs Cubs and Astros. Astros. Okay. Oh, with the Cubbies, huh? Write that down. I will. Just in case. (laughs) Talk to Vegas real quick. Cubs versus Astros. Write that down. It's not gonna do you a whole lot of good unless you put money on it. Is there any is there any uh nope. no, no reasoning behind it? No. <laughs> Just the first two recognizable teams you can think yeah, of. All right. You're from New York, man. You gotta you gotta Oh yeah, I was surprised you didn't pick the the Yankees. They're pretty good this year. It's too obvious. Right. You wanna you don't wanna people yeah. to expect the It usually doesn't that. work out like that. That's in true. Baseball. So it does not. That's true. I did last year. That's why the Marlins are World Series uh, champions two years. Yeah. <laughs> Wildcard teams, man. I get you. So, do we have time to talk about uh, Zeke a little bit? I don't know. How much time do we have left? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I got a little time to talk about Zeke. I was going to say, I don't know anything about the time limits <clears throat> and restraints. Here, Listen, it's just, it's a very arbitrary. Sounds I just like... kind of decide when I want to end this podcast. To be <laughs> I just show up, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just here to talk about sports. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. Exactly. Anyways, speaking of running backs, Ezekiel Elliott is planning, reportedly, to hold out this season because he has two years left on his contract, but he, I guess, wants to avoid a Le'Veon Bell situation where they just keep franchise tagging him and he just doesn't make any money. Because, I mean, running back is one of those positions. It's one of the, I would say, more taxing positions just like in sports in general. Just because, like, Football, I would say, is probably the most physical sport, at least like mainstream wise. I would say maybe like hockey might come a little close, but football, I would say, you know, in terms of like use constantly, like as a running back, like you're just out and he's their entire offense, honestly. Like Amari, Amari Cooper helped them a lot last year, but Amari Cooper just gives them multiple levels to the offense. Right. I mean, no matter what, like without Amari Cooper there, they were going to still run the ball with Zeke. Exactly. But and they use the runs to open up the pass. Right. Which I think Dak needs. Yeah. So the thing is, though, that Zeke isn't number one on their radar right now because they have expiring contracts this coming season with mm-hmm. Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. Right. Which Dak is a definite need to. Right. Re-sign. I mean, you don't want to have to keep looking for a quarterback. Well, and like and the thing pres- that hurt them is they came out of the same draft, but because. Dak was a later round pick. He uh, he gets first priority. Right. Cause he, because he doesn't he, have that team option kind, for that yeah, fifth year. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas Zeke was a number four pick. So, you know, the higher the draft pick, actually, he's missing out in this case. Right. Because you get more money on the signing bonus, but your uh, <laughs> your contract term is a little longer. So, right. I mean, that's the thing. I don't I don't necessarily blame Zeke for, for doing it because it is such a hard position to play. And they don't there's not a, a premium really on like paying that position right now. You well, know, because let, a lot of times you can find guys in like the third or fourth round, like guys like, you know, a Jay Ajayi or something like that, where, you know, you pick him up and he's still really, really good. You know, even though he was a third, fourth, fifth round pick, some of these guys, you know, Kenyon Drake, obviously. I mean, I'm talking about Miami Dolphins players, but, uh, you know, we're talking about good football players right now. Jay Ajayi is a good football player. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's there's value to be had at running at the running back position later in the draft. So do you see the Cowboys kind of bending to this? I guess whim. So I forget who the running back was at the time, but it was in the '90s. Um, with Dallas, 
And they were just talking about it on ESPN before I came here. Who? They took Her. two, I think, was it Emmett Smith? I mean, you say running back from the Cowboys in the 90s. That's the person yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, so it might have been Emmett Smith where he held out for two games because of a contract dispute. And yeah. they immediately went to the negotiating table because their offense did nothing. So history is on their side in as far as Zeke's camp goes. Yeah. But um, I don't know because it's a whole different dynamic because of the behavioral issues. Yeah, I mean, has. that's the thing. He's got some off-the-field stuff that, you know, obviously, you know, comes to the table when you have these, these you know, issues. I mean, you have these contract, you know, negotiations and stuff like that. Oh, can you stay on the field, yada, yada. Because, I mean, the teams are going to use any, um, you know, I wouldn't say excuse, but they're going to try to find any any reason to bring that price down. You right. know? But if Zeke hits the open market, I mean, yeah, people are going to pay for him, you know. So this is So let's do some math here. Before, before he gets to his, you know, where he's getting franchised and everything, kind of what Le'Veon Bell went through, right? Where he was getting paid fifteen point six million dollars last year if he played, right? And then he didn't get a dime of that. If he took the entire season off this year, he would be getting an average. Uh, his average salary is about six point two million. Mm-hmm. So six point two million this year. If he gets this taken care of now, he won't have to hold out later on when he's older. Right. He's missing out on more money because he's it's you know he's dealing with a franchise tag, and I think it just makes him ha- it makes everybody happier to get it done and out of the way. But just from like a mathematics standpoint, you'd rather miss want you'd ra- would rather want to miss out on the money now mm. when you're still in the single digits and as far as millions go, as opposed to seeing it like I mean Le'Veon Bell didn't even get the money that he wanted. Right, and he's with a team that and he said in the past that he didn't even want to go to. Right, for you know, because they were going to offer him the most money. Right, you know, and that that's the only deal that was on the table for him. And you know, the reality is, the running back position, kind of like a throwaway position. You you they beat you up because you're running between yeah, the tackles. They, they chew and, you up and spit you out, basically. Yeah, guess, yeah. And I mean, you see what the Patriots did in their draft. I mean, Sony Michelle did a great job in the playoffs, and then they basically signed a replacement for or drafted a replacement for him in Damian Harris. Mm. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, an injury-prone position because of the physicality of it, right? And you know, they're not going to invest a ton of money, especially after what happened to Todd Gurley. Now, what do you think, John? I'm on the. All right, cool. think- <laughs> great. John and Doug. That's all, folks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Zeke, I, I, like what he mentioned, like with, as far as like history on his side, I think Zeke definitely has the upper hand in in whatever negotiations he wants. So I, I feel like he's gonna get his way, and if it means what skipping training camp. Well, I like, don't know if they're gonna if if it's gonna just be training camp or it might be the whole season. He said he's willing to miss games. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna go that far. So I hope not. No, but that's the thing. I mean, there's only so much money they have to and work. They with. have other. Like players that are higher of higher priority too, right? Like that's the thing. If you can lock up a star wide receiver and Amari Cooper and a star, you know, quarterback, or I mean, I say star, but you know, a, a competent quarterback and Dak Prescott, you know, I mean, I feel like that's higher up on the list than Zeke. Even if your right. offense does run through Zeke, well, and I think that the deal that Dak gets done is going to be the biggest factor in all of this because Dak wants Carson Wentz money. I don't think he's earned quite that though. He, 
Carson Wentz hasn't earned Carson Wentz money. <laughs> that's uh, also very yeah, true. I mean, yeah. but that's the thing. But that, that's where the new market's been right, set. Right. And so you have proven you have more wins. You've had more availability. And honestly, he's, he's had better stats. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really tough to justify. No, no, no. You're, you're not worth that much. You know? Yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see uh, how that works out. And Todd Gurley also is uh, another name that's uh, threatening to hold out. If he doesn't get a new contract, you mean Melvin Gordon or Melvin Gordon? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. so Todd Gurley didn't. Todd Gurley got his contract. That's why all yeah, of these yeah. running back contracts yeah, yeah, are yeah. on freeze right now. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. It's Melvin Gordon. I mean, again, another offense. I mean, of course, Philip Rivers, really good, but Melvin Gordon that pushes that closing, offense. Man. Yeah, you gotta, you and gotta you, lock him down. Yeah, and if you're the Chargers, you need Melvin Gordon to play these next couple of years. <laughs> If you're gonna have a shot, because who's yeah. gonna come in after Philip Rivers? There's you know, always that unknown. That backup guy that they have. I don't, yeah, I don't know even know who he is because Philip Rivers doesn't miss games. No, oh, no, he does so. not. He's an animal. <laughs> so, anyways, well, that's uh, that's our football news. I can't think of anything else uh, to talk about. What do you guys think? Anything else? Uh, UFC. Nah, man. <laughs> nah. That's well, this next episode. That's that's more exciting though. You think so? Who's fighting that? Even though, even though they only last like 50 seconds. That one that. guy who caught a knee to the face and immediately went down. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. It was like the fastest like uh, knockout. In- thing that was is, in, that wasn't John Jones, was it? Nah. nah I can't remember the, what the guy's name was. But the thing is, he got a running start. Yeah. Yeah, he did. You don't usually do that that's, when they, because that, usually okay. they come to the middle of the ring and, and bump yeah. fist. Right. He didn't do that, so he got a run and <laughs> So would that be considered plan. like dirty because he didn't like or like? Oh, I mean, you legal. could say that, but then like the other guy had a technically yeah, had the same opportunity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just didn't think about it. What happens if they both do it and they bang knees at that like speed and force? And they both like do like and the they Peter can't, Griffin they, like a, <laughs> yeah, ah! they, they can't like the fight can't go on after that point. Like they knock know. each other out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that'd be interesting to see. I'd pay to see that. I don't know if I'd pay to see that. I would definitely pay to see like two like UFC uh, fighters knock each other out. Like I, I that has that to have ha- happened in like boxing or UFC like, before. Like just well, right I, at the same see time. The, end of, just uh, the last scene of Rocky too when they're in the, <laughs> <laughs> they end it with Apollo Creed and Rocky just throwing punches at each other. Right. That's that's it right there. That's the only time in history it's ever happened. <laughs> So the only time in history it's ever happened is the time that it, is it a fictitious boxing match. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> That is a good series. That uh, have you seen the the Creed? I haven't seen Creed two yet. Uh, I've watched part of Creed. I was watching it with, um, someone once. Oh, oh, not like that. It I was just, watching it with someone. someone. It's a bad memory. <laughs> once. Right, well, well, uh, all right. Well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess he's not coming back on the podcast. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah. Bad memories, man. Thanks Sorry a lot. about that. It's <laughs> a good movie, though. Creed. I didn't see Creed. I, I didn't see Creed I, too. Yeah, I watched, I like I said, that. I watched part of Creed too. Creed is this is not as good as Creed. I was not a like from what I watched. I I didn't get to any of the fight scenes, but it's like the whole like, movie, the the plot. No, it wasn't the whole movie. I'm just saying, like that's the whole reason the, for the, the whole plot was not as sound right as the first one. Yeah, but but. Lion King is uh yeah. coming strong. Oh, that's right. Speaking of movies, it's Friday. I mean, you guys we, excited for Lion King live action? Yes, I am. I was, but then I was like, I know exactly what's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> like I've seen remakes of movies, but I've never seen one where I know exactly every single scene. Did you right? not go see Aladdin? 
I did see Aladdin. That's pretty good. I liked. Aladdin. Was it exactly the same as? No, the it was a little different, but because like the car, some of the things that they did in the, like the the animated movie logistically just could not happen. Right. I'm not right. gonna give away those scenes in the podcast, but uh, there was one that one, my friend that I went to go see it with. He was disappointed that they didn't show. I was like. Can you explain to me how they would make that happen in real life? Yeah, like how, how, some limitations. Like, I mean, CGI is like fine, yeah. but you know, you got to make it also yeah. look like halfway convincing. Right. So, I thought it was really well done, though. Yeah. I, mean, I thought first of all the casting was phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, Will Smith did a good job as Genie. Yeah, I was I was holding my breath for that because obviously Robin Williams has like pretty big shoes well, to fill. But see, so Will Smith th- just made it his own thing. Right. And the thing too is that, like if Robin Williams was still alive. He'd be like 70. There's no way he would want to do that role right now. No, no, of course not. I'm just saying, like, it's just tough to, like... It's such an iconic yeah, character. Yeah, I get, you can't I get have that. The, you can't have the genie just do Robin Williams' shtick because no. only, only Robin Williams can do that. No, so, I, I had a feeling Will Smith was just going to make it his own. Yeah, and he did a really good job of that. Because Will Smith, like, is just... He's just a likable, like, personality. Like, I don't know. I obviously have never met him personally, but, like, every yeah. every clip that I see him in... Whether it's like just, him acting a cool in a guy. movie or like a, a TV show or just like yeah. his Instagram stories or whatever it is, like it's always just fun. Like it just always seems to be a joy to be around. Right. So bringing that energy, I think to to the movie, I think is really. I, th- I really I'm excited for the Lion King. Yeah, me too. That was my favorite I, movie. I, as a I kid. also thought it was a nice touch that they brought James Earl Jones to back to do Mufasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they had to. Oh, I mean, they, they, that's, yeah. that voice, <laughs> no one else can have that voice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Golly, man, that guy's voice is incredible. Anyways, uh, I guess that'll do it for somewhat sports since we're now talking about Lion King. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a somewhat part for us. There it is. There we go. Uh, we could have been talking about Dwayne Wade, but you know. I already mentioned uh, Dwayne Wade earlier in the oh, podcast. you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mentioned the big three. The streak continues. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't <laughs> stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop this train. Anyways, uh, that was, what is it, episode 24 in the books? 25? I can't even remember. Was it 24? I think it is 24. Like I said, I, I've had, like, you know, my entire life thrown off because you guys haven't been on in two weeks. Honestly, I, I've heard that from many people. Yeah. yeah. But we're part of uh, people's routines now, which yeah. is weird to, weird to think about. It was every Tuesday. Now it's every Wednesday that I listen right. to it, driving around making my sales calls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That's uh, that's pretty neat Yeah, to think that uh, the people are listening to it. And if that's you, I appreciate you for, for listening to uh, this podcast that we put out because... Always, man. Yeah. It's, uh, Especially now that I'm on it, you know. Right now, now people are just going to be flocking to their, yeah, to their phones. I was, I was going to say their transistor <laughs> radios, but that's not how podcasts are. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'll be all. disappointed yeah. if they go to their transistor radios yeah. and try to listen. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but uh, but thank you very much for listening to this episode twenty five of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. And if you uh, want to get in contact with us, Somewhat Sports at gmail dot com. Uh, we're also available on Instagram at Somewhat Sports on Twitter also. At Somewhat Sports, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at John Dennis Radio. Uh, John Williams? Uh, JL Williams 5 on Instagram. No Twitter. Hold on. I was not ready for this. I don't remember what my handles are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's tagged he's rookie, folks. In, the, in our most yeah, recent yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Was I? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so Nick Stone 39 on Instagram. <laughs> That's <you> me. <laughs> and then on Twitter, let's see. I think it's, is it Nick S. The Man? Or? I think it's Nick The Man, yeah. No, it's Nick Stone 39. Look at that. I'm consistent. Yeah, That's across all platforms. Check good. him out. That's yeah. right. And uh, for, for our, our comrade who uh, is out today, I guess, should we plug him? Because even though he's not here, he's on a business trip. I, yeah, it's like he, he ditched us today, right? Yeah, go ahead. 
Is it uh, y'all know Bubs, right? Yeah. Y'all, what you gotta spell it's it. Y A L K N O. I think it's like underscore Bubs. I think there's an underscore somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. underscore B U B B S. I'm pretty sure. He's going to kill me if I don't get it right. Um, oh, there is an underscore? I think. Maybe. There's definitely an underscore somewhere in there. there. Hold on. I'll type I wonder it right if it's out. at the end, actually. Y- yeah, yeah. It's no, it's Y A L K N O underscore B U B B S on Instagram uh, and on Twitter. So if you want to follow Bubby and uh, wish him wish him well on this uh, on this business trip, uh, he's got Didn't some miss. some big things in the works. Hopefully, so we got our fingers crossed for him. Show him a lot of love uh, and wish him the best of luck. So with that being said, thank you again for listening to this episode of Somewhat Sports, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. See you. <laughs>